Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. We are here and we are ready to talk about things for you to listen to. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. All right. Lex, you, you've had quite an adventure yourself over the past week or so. What's been going on with you? Oh, uh, yeah. So I took last week off of the pod. So thanks to you and D for filling in or D for filling in and you just continuing on uh, because it was my birthday and I just well, I was planned. I planned a trip. Um, that trip got delayed because family members got sick and that was a whole thing. Uh, and that, so I went this past weekend. Uh, I just I luckily could shift it over. But it was OK. So the flight going in, um, I had like the latest flight and it was getting delayed and it wasn't going to get until like two in the morning or something like that. One in the morning, two in the morning, something. Mm. So I was like, OK, it's already difficult for my brother to be able to pick me up because he's got stuff with like work and kids the next day. So. I'm going to get on an earlier flight. I've managed to switch to an earlier flight in the day. Mm-hmm. That's good. I book it. And then like within an hour, they text me. My flight was canceled. Damn. So I'm like, okay, that's never happened to me before. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I've never had a flight outright canceled like that. No, thankfully I travel so little on airplanes. Same. Like I don't, I, I know people encounter that, you know, who travel frequently, but thankfully, yeah. knock on wood, I've never had to go through that. Right. So luckily I was home at the time and I wasn't at the airport waiting. Mm. So I just, they, it immediately like auto booked me to the next flight. So I got that flight. It was okay. It wasn't delayed or whatever. Got in, had the trip yesterday. Um, I'm supposed to come home on the last flight. And it was leave it like it was supposed to depart at 9:55 and then get in like it's like a two and a half hour flight so like 12:30 not late but not too bad. Well, apparently yesterday Southwest had massive outages. Oh, that whole situation, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was flying Southwest because they're usually good and they're cheap and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like waiting at the airport and. Like, it's it's past 9.30. Like, that's when you're supposed to board. You're supposed to board about 20 minutes before the flight takes off. Typically, that's like roughly 20 minutes to a half hour is how long it takes to board an entire flight. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening. They come over the intercom. They said, oh, we've had issues today. We don't have a crew Damn. set up for this flight. So they, they, they're like, we need three flight attendants and a pilot. Wow. And they're like, we found our pilot. It almost sounded but, like they were asking you guys to volunteer. Well, because of the outages, they were basically calling people in. They wow. were trying to find people. So they like, the, they had to basically call people in, and then those people had to go through security and come to the airport and do everything like that. Like they had to rush to the airport sort of situation. So the flight gets delayed. Around 1030, um, we board. We board the flight. Mm. And... So, you know, we're late later, but not it's not too bad of a delay. Like that's like a half hour. That's not too bad. There's mm-hmm. no connecting flight or anything. It's a direct flight. Get get like we board, get on the plane. They they you know, they got the flight tents, they got everything. 
sitting in my seat waiting. Everyone's on the plane. We're sitting there. And then the captain comes over the inner like intercom thing or whatever. And he says, okay, guys, here's the situation. I've been flying all day. We have mandatory rest times. Legally, I cannot fly this plane. Wow. And I was like, the fuck? I've never heard of that. I mean, it, that makes sense. It does. But I've never heard of it. So he said, we're waiting. Uh, you know, we're going to see how things go. Hopefully we'll find a captain. Like, if you want to get off the plane and reschedule, we'll accommodate that or whatever. No one did. Like, it was just waiting. And, of course, people had, like, babies and stuff like that crying. So. Oh, yeah. Wait a little while. Comes with the intercom again. He said, all right. And at this point, it's like it's been we've been on the plane for half hour to 45 minutes, something like that. Goodness. Just sitting there. And he comes on the plane and is like, "Okay, so we're still looking for a captain. We're still looking for someone. If we don't uh, like if we don't find someone within like 20 minutes or whatever, we'll like we'll reassess or whatever. So finally, like an hour sitting on the plane, they ended up finding a captain and the captain comes on and is like, and then we, we end up taking off and the entire flight is like crying kid and, you know, yeah. like terrible. And I like I, the kid is, you know, kids don't like flying anyway, a lot of times. So you're, you know, you're forced to wait even longer mm-hmm. and people are fucking weird right now, man. Like we've talked about that before, but like, the flight was delayed initially, like a half hour, and it ended up being delayed about two and a half hours. All said and done, I didn't get home till like three in the morning. But wow. yeah, so like it, which sucks, and I hated it, but I'm I'm just glad I got home. the The problem that, like, or or the thing that amazed me is that people were so upset when it was delayed like a half hour. That was initially all it was. Mm-hmm. And and there's no connecting flight. Like there's no like there's nothing that would make us miss a connection or any I mean some people might be connecting somewhere else, I don't know. But I was just like shocked at how people were were losing it very early. I was like look this this at this point all said and done it sucked. And I hope that I can contact Southwest and get like a voucher or something because that yeah. was ridiculous. Hopefully but, they make it right with, you know, the folks that had to go through that, whether it be an half hour or three or four. Yeah, I mean, they should, but they probably won't like uh, whatever. But I, I was just like, OK, a half hour is an inconvenience. And you guys are acting like this is the end of the world. It was very weird. You can tell people have been inside for a year and a half yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just wild. But, yeah, so that was that was my – I didn't get home till 3 last night. And then, obviously, I didn't get a lot of sleep. So I'm, I'm tired. I'm sure you guys can hear it. <laughs> that's – that's how uh, how it is sometimes. That's but how it be. Yeah, I did get home. I, I legitimately thought that I was not going to get home and I was going to have to, like, call my brother and then leave the next morning. And that was going to be a whole thing because my niece was so upset about me leaving. And it, I, that would have been very difficult to have to do that again. And, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, 
it it would have I mean, it I thankfully I would not have to go get a hotel. It wouldn't have been that type of situation. Mm-hmm. I would have had a place to stay. But plenty of people on that plane would not have. Would have and just been out of luck, yeah. I guess a lot of people were stranded yesterday and I cuz I I go on when things like this happen I go on Twitter. And I see what people are like trying to get Southwest to do or whatever. And like lots of people were talking about I have to go buy a hotel for the night now because you've stranded me in the middle of nowhere. The guy sitting next to me and by the way, like my whole issue was like was I'm just getting home, you know. But like I didn't have like I said, my flight was initially canceled going in. It sucked to have things delayed or whatever. But all of a sudden, done, like, it was not that big of a deal. And overall, my patience was not too bad. Like, I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, in the grand scheme of things, I don't care. But the guy sitting next to me was supposed to go to a memorial wow. and sleep in the morning. Yeah. So he was supposed to fly to San Diego from Tampa. Mm-hmm. He flew out at, like, Really, really early in the morning yesterday. And because of all of this problem, like all these problems, he was grounded in Panama City, which is still in Florida. <laughs> and then he was taken to Baltimore. And then he was stuck in Baltimore. And now he's trying to get back home to Tampa. So he was sitting next to me going, I don't know what's going to happen. This is this is insane. Like. So he spent an entire day flying to different cities that were not his destination at all and missed a memorial like and where he was supposed to speak and everything like that. I was like, oh, my God. And that's the saddest story of all. You know? I know. I And I'm like, how many other people, you know, are there was one lady that was like our trip to Orlando has been like they're going to Disney or whatever and they were being very extra about it and I was like okay yeah those people don't have a leg to stand on. I mean you know it's the, the variables you encounter when you travel in a normal situation yeah. are so you know it's, it's to a point where it's like it'd be great if everything works out but you have to right. anticipate a certain amount of delay I'm not saying yeah. that I don't feel bad for them because honestly yeah you know it's it's been a long year you're finally feeling yeah. like, you know, you're prepared to go out and, and blow off a little steam. And then right. you're given all this extra stress on top of that. So I, I am sympathetic to that. But I, I do think about, like, like you said, the guy who missed the memorial, uh, even like a tier below that, just thinking about people who were trying to get somewhere for work or something like that and miss an right. important right. meeting or, you know, miss being able to, to finish a project they were working on. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a situation. Everybody's got... I mean, my dad flew a lot when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. sometimes it was like seeing me before I went to bed or wow. something like that. You yeah. know, that's that's a thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, do you get home, or, you know, is she already going to be in bed, and then I'll have to see her tomorrow. Hopefully, I'm not flying out again tomorrow, you know? Right. My dad was, uh, like, on a plane almost every day for quite a long time there flying from one city to another working. Mm-hmm. So, cause he was a laser tech, repa- like he would, he would do repairs on uh, surgical lasers and stuff. So he would just, he was covering like the entire East coast, basically. Like, well, that sounds cool as hell. Laser anything sounds just like really amazing. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, you know, I mean, not at the cost of missing being with you. Oh, I've, child, I've, but. I've grown up around 
like lasers, like literally like they would just be randomly in the home or whatever. So I, I do think people are like, Oh my God, that's a really cool job or whatever. And I'm like, I, whatever. It's a laser. Anyway, <laughs> my family comes from laser. We've been, you know, this is, this has been part of our life for quite some time. So yes, you, you go ahead and take your fascination elsewhere, buddy. Get out of here with that. I, it's weird. I don't know. If you grow up around something like that, you're kind of like, oh, okay. It's it's like if your dad's a mechanic. Yeah. Or I don't know what else you can compare it to, or an architect or something, and you're you're like, oh my god, that's so cool. You have like all these models of homes and stuff, and you're like, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Hey, look, there's a model sitting there. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, in in a way, it's kind of like a grass is greener thing too. Like, I think about all the futuristic like media we absorbed over our lifetime, just like, wow, it's a time machine. Wow. You can uh, heat up a pizza in three seconds and stuff. But yeah. it, it's funny because, like, the, the truest depiction of the future is just that laissez-faire attitude that George Jetson had yeah. where it's like, yeah, I just expect things to work. And if they don't, then I'm going to be mildly annoyed because I can't get back to being lazy and just put right. my feet up on my, on my desk at work expecting like, technology to do it for me. Right. Like, my brother got laser eye surgery and it was just like an afternoon he didn't even tell us until like a month or two later Man. you know and he was yeah. like oh yeah that was fine it, i was like good after a couple of days and it didn't you know didn't hurt didn't have any problems and so now your brother can successfully shoot lasers from his eyes yes. without having to strain himself and that's you know yep. that used to be at least a week-long procedure but here he is I mean, in afternoon Way, way back in the day, it was like a month. Right, right. Yeah. You have to like yeah. mail away for x-ray specs and everything. Nope. Just put it right there in the socket. Yep. It's good shit. Yeah. So that was like, but my trip was good and every, like everything was good. It's just, you know, <laughs> it was two weird flight incidents after another, which I was, I was like, oh, okay. Cause I usually don't have issues. Like, you yeah. know, I'm kind of like you were like, I don't fly that much. I fly a couple times a year. Um, you know, flights are kind of cheap right now, so I might be flying more in the near future. But mm-hmm. it's just kind of strange to have incidents like that. As long as I have a direct flight, I don't get as stressed. If I have a connection, I will get mega stressed because I don't want to get stranded somewhere. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah. And for me, with the connecting flights, I, I just don't like wasting that much time in places. True. You know? that, yeah. Because it's like there used to be a time where you could leave the airport and maybe grab something from the city you're in. You really can't do that anymore. So No, it's way too long a time. Way too long a time. Airports are too big. And honestly, I mean, just the hassle of getting through security all over again. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't worth it. New, 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 new. Yeah. Man, I'm not tired per se. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a little I'm a little drained from work today. But right. more than anything, um, I'm just having... <laughs> Just thoughts of my own mortality today because I, I finished oh, uh, wow. I finished Handmaid's Tale and that's fucking depressing. And oh, I haven't I haven't watched any of this new season. Yeah, well, I mean, spoiler free, uh, you 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 hate guys all over again just for being assholes, like just well, fucking, no shit. Yeah, exactly. There's that. And then I'm listening to um, Lawrence Fishburne uh, read the autobiography of Malcolm X on Audible, Ooh. and that's. Yeah. That's some heavy shit too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm glad you were able to get out. I don't want to I don't want to put a bummer on your story because it's great that you got to get out and see your family. No, I know it's fine. That it's was fine. something that you wanted to do, 
And especially oh, around your birthday, I've, I mean, that's just such a treat. That is amazing. Yeah, I've had, like, heavy existential dread as well. That's and, – and also my brother has had it. We were talking about that. I really think that anyone who is really introspective right now has that vibe. Yeah. Um, the only people that I've seen not having that are people who are like, they're like in a new relationship or something like that. And they're completely oblivious to, I guess, suffering at the moment. But like, (laughs) um, I'm also like, oh, there are people that are just like happy all the time, I guess. I don't fucking know. You confuse me. Understandably, folks are also trying to figure out how to navigate like, you know, relationships all over again. Not only with your significant others, but friends and family and that sort of thing, yeah. because, you know, you get invited to stuff and maybe you're not ready to fully engage in crowds and, and you know, just places right now. Right. But explaining that to somebody, understanding that they're the ones that invited you out and you do care about people. You want to you want to have a soft touch. But at the same time, it's, uh you know, it just it, it takes a lot of consideration to really figure out what it is you want to do. Yeah, it does. It just depends on the circumstance. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, I've reached the point. I'm like, if people aren't understanding of you in that situation, they're fucking oblivious to what we've gone through the last year. And they're not going to understand anything. Yeah. Like yeah. if someone goes, Hey, I'm not cool with going to that bar. It's just not what I feel comfortable with right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't mean that you're antisocial, don't like them, whatever. And if they're reading that into it, like, they really need to check themselves and, and <laughs> uh, think a little bit more about other people and their feelings and everything like that. Yeah, and, and that's one that's one side of it. But I'm more thinking about, you know, Father's Day is this weekend. And, of course, ah. people have spent months just staring off into the distance and considering how finite life is. And we've been inundated with seeing people going to the hospital and hearing about it and unfortunately people uh, passing away just in record numbers last year. So it's like, of course, you think about wanting to share special moments with your family. And for those that don't live with their parents, it's like, do I want to go see my dad? Because my dad just had surgery and and everything too. So of course his immune system is weakened. I don't want to bring anything around him. I don't want to, you know, subject him to anything uh, out of the ordinary. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a big day. It's Father's Day. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, these are, these are obviously what you should be doing in a situation, but it's just all the mental stuff that goes along with it. You know? Yeah. We have PTSD. We do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like we have a lot of mental health issues and we are not offering mental health help as a nation, which is, fucking insane like we should have therapists of it like in the way that you (laughs) you can call to go get a a test for covid you should be able to call and find a therapist and be able to and like you can you know like you can go get vaccinated for free you should be able to go find a therapist for free right now yeah like find the money take takes you know sell a couple of bombs or don't buy a couple of bombs and uh, and use that money. It's like one aircraft carrier, maybe right, one less. Right. And use that money to give people fucking health resources. That would be ideal. But you remember all the all the pushback when, you know, the the whole storming of the Capitol thing 
and they were talking about, hey, if you need to talk to somebody, we have a crisis counselor on site. And, of course, people on Twitter and conservative politicians are like, oh, you weak-willed, spineless coward, you need to talk to somebody because I, I went through that too, okay? You don't need to have that. I didn't need it. You know, that type of bullshit. So getting something like that passed, what I'm getting at, is not, you know, realistic, unfortunately. Right. I I know. it's It sucks. <laughs> I, I will say, as we always say, we have to remember that Twitter is not reality. That's it's true. Like, it's like a very, you know, we looked it up at one point. Remember, it was like a couple, like a, a few percentages of the U.S. population is on Twitter. Yeah. Next to no one is on Twitter when you look at the grand scheme of things. So, you know, a lot, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of like politicians and pundits and people who are very political on Twitter being very vocal and loud. Mm-hmm. That does not mean it is the full reality of life right. and it also tailors toward you and your thoughts and you know like the algorithm does that so it is a super duper echo chamber <laughs> but yeah i don't know i think it's difficult to change things i'm not disagreeing with that but i'm you know i uh, i don't know i'd like to believe we still can that there's still some hope for that sure but, you know, then the existential dread, like we discussed, kicks in, and then you're like, well, who fucking knows? Who knows? Yeah. All right. Shit's dark right now. It is. Before, this is a dark one, guys. Before we lose them completely, let's... Uh, it's okay. Fuck you. I don't care if you leave. Usually, we save this to the end of the episode, but let's let's go ahead and spit out a little bit of what you're working on because you got some you got some projects going on that people should know about i think oh yeah i do uh the first episode of cape side uh cape side chats which is my dawson's creek podcast is out um well it was already out on youtube but now it's out in podcast form so it's definitely on apple i believe it's like in the process of going on all other platforms, but you can go listen to it. Listen to it now. Um, it's the Mighty Ravens, I believe, is their uh, their YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their whole channel for all of these side projects. I'm curious if like if you just search Cape Side Chats, let's find out. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my my current project. So cool. Yeah, if you just search Cape Side Chats, you will see the Mighty Ravens movies, TV conversations. So they have that, they ha- and then they have a whole bunch of other shows on there. So go subscribe to the Mighty Ravens. It's by Ten Thirty Productions. <laughs> that's what we're gonna say by Ten Thirty tonight, or else. No, 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 or else. No, that's uh, that, that's their production company, uh, Simon and Dom's production company, that's and I am involved with this project. So. Go subscribe and listen to me talk about Dawson's Creek. Projects. I love it. It's a wholesome project. It's really just like, it is not like a hate, hate watch in any way. It is a, I love the shit out of this show and I'm so excited to talk about it. There you go. So I was good to get a little bit of a, a brightness going on there, especially with the rewatches because yeah, with, with older media, people tend to cut it up nowadays, you know, yeah. And just really shit on things. But yeah, I mean, 
rose colored glasses. That's not fun to me personally. Like right. some things can be fun with that, but for the most part, I just enjoy like I just enjoy talking about things I love. Um, but yeah, that's what I've got going on. What do you have? I, I ask, what do you have going on knowing that last night as I was stranded at the airport, I listened to what you have going on? <laughs> well, this gives me the opportunity to give a tip of the hat to one Aaron Amendola, because let me tell you, we recorded that episode last night. I got off of work uh, and I had maybe an hour to just kind of like sit, eat dinner, get back out in there. We had a chat about E3 on the Party Chat podcast, and almost while we were still on the call, just like wrapping up and saying our goodbyes and, you know, just checking in with one another, Aaron's like quiet, and I'm like, what is he doing? Because usually, like, you know, he's, he's in the mix. Uh-huh. He was editing the episode, and he got it up within 20 minutes of rap, and that oh my is God. a record, you know, and this is coming from the cast of Day guy. He got it done. In like 20 minutes. So if you wanna, if you wanna hear like a full E3 wrap up with some cool dudes, check out Party Chat. Um, even the episodes I'm not involved in, I highly recommend that you listen to Party Chat. We talk about mental health on there and, you know, just, just all kind of cool, interesting things around the gamerverse. And I'm a fan of that show. I list, like I subscribe and listen to that show. I like it. Not just because you're on it. Like yeah. I listen to the episodes without you too. Yeah. They're, they're Same. actually better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't front on that. So yeah, that's, that's one thing. And then the other thing, of course, uh, <laughs> the uncanny magazine podcast where, uh, we read, short stories and poems and stuff like that from the world of sci-fi. Uh, Uncanny Magazine is a Hugo Award-winning sci-fi magazine. This is their podcast. I don't give them nearly enough love. But, you know, in this in this crazy, tangled-up world, they give you a diversion. Uh, they did a full special based on um, dinosaur romance. There was a, there was a full issue based on dinosaur romance it's crazy but it went well people love like, it uh, okay this is a th- look this might not be a good question to ask but i have to ask it sure is it romance between dinosaurs or is it romance between like like humans and dinosaurs well this time we kept it pretty simple and it was just dinosaur and dinosaur action so okay yeah that, that's a real because yeah. I, I wasn't ready for the other <laughs> no i should i should say these these are just like okay so as a as a uh um, as a as a reader for the magazine, we we choose the stories that people submit, you know, and they they do give them a little something for uh, their time and everything like that. See, that's that's another reason I'm glad to be associated with Uncanny because they they pay the people that work for them, they pay yeah. the people who who they publish, you know, that's that's something you don't uh, hear about too often. With, unfortunately, with sort of unfortunately yeah. definitely. So shout out to Uncanny Magazine. Check out the Uncanny Magazine podcast. And speaking of E3, um, mm. there were a couple things that caught my fancy. I know you were in transit. You didn't really get a chance to focus on that. I, I turned on Wario 64 for a bit when yeah. the Xbox announcements were happening. So I, I caught a little bit of the Xbox presentation via Twitter. But I, I eventually had to turn it off. I got a, I got a new phone a little while ago. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. I got the iPhone Mini, mm-hmm. 
and I am low key regretting it. Like, mm. Mm. um, not because of the size. The size okay. of the phone is fine. I adjusted to that. Yeah. The battery life, man. Oh yeah. The mm. fucking battery life, and I. It's been over thirty days. I can't swap it. I'm stuck with it. Oh boy. I mean, I assume. I guess I could try to call Verizon, but I have a feeling if I if I like attempted to get the the other iPhone, like whatever the regular one is, I don't know, whatever. I'm sure it would cost me way too much to be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, shoot, I'm sorry to hear that because I know you you gave it a, a good review when you first got it. You were very pleased with the size of it. I, you it was cute. I like it a lot, but yeah. if you're not near a charger to like juice it up during the day, it gets fucking annoying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's this is the these are the sacrifices. I guess I'm on my phone too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it might have something to do with you being, you know, on the phone all the time too, as we all are these days. But whatever. Right, but I like. I mean, a, a big factor of me being on the phone as well is just like I'm listening to a podcast and listening to music, whatever. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's it. But you know, I, that's that's my only like thing with this phone so i turned off those like because i'm like this these constant notifications i was kind of aware of that yeah. and that this is the first time i've been away from home for a long period of time um where like i didn't have a charger right next to me all the time oh. kind of situation yeah so that's yeah. when i saw that for the first time that's yeah. why i had that going on i'm like ah oh, fuck so now i'm kind of stuck <laughs> with, like i'm kind of stuck with this phone and i like i said that I like the size, but I'm annoyed with the battery life on it. Yeah. And I don't think I can change it. I, I guess I should call and see, but they're not going to do it. They're not going to help me. They don't give a shit. You might have they to don't even want to, want to talk to you in person. Right. You might have to invest in a portable charger for your to-go kit or whatever in the meantime. I don't have that. I guess I just got to start carrying it more. Yeah. So much for the convenience of a smaller phone. I have to carry a fucking battery. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sake. Anyway, so I caught some of the um, Bethesda and Xbox news. Yeah. I'm, I really am so sold on Xbox. I think I've made a decision, a rather big decision, oh. which is I believe I, at some point soon, I'm going to set money aside, I am going to get the Series X Xbox, I... not the S. Wow. I was going to get the S, and that's, that was my original upgrade plan was. I was like, oh, I really like Game Pass and stuff. Mm-hmm. And looking into it, I'm just like, I, I think I might just get the X, and that's it. Like That's my next-gen system. Cool. And I, I support that decision. I'm very happy with mine. I mean, the form factor uh, of the way it looks is great. Um, it's just weird because I've always been such a PlayStation person. One of the fun things they did at E3 that we didn't get a chance to mention on Party Chat, uh, it's it's long been a meme since the design of the Xbox Series X was revealed that it looks like a refrigerator. And so yep. for the holidays, Xbox uh, Microsoft is releasing a uh, an Xbox Series X mini fridge that you can buy. It holds like oh yeah, I saw that cans of soda or Lacroix, whatever you're how drinking. Much, yeah. How much is it? They didn't mention that yet, but I'm guessing okay. it's it's probably gonna be around like 150, I would imagine, just because of the branding and the size of it. You know, anything less than that, hey, that's that's great. You know, it's more. Yeah, affordable. I was like, oh, this would be a good gift because both you and Bradley want one, and then, <laughs> but they're like, I'm not paying that much for you guys. Fuck nah, you guys, I'm not nah, doing that. Nah. 
Yeah, that's not gonna be a Christmas gift for that much. <laughs> well, anyone that much. No, but unless I'm fucking them, that ain't happening. <laughs> it's too expensive. It is, it is. But you know, for like game devs and stuff like that, I could see them having that like on their desk or something, just as a fun little uh, joke or something. Oh, I think it's cool, especially if they could somehow find a way to price it around like fifty bucks. That'd be an amazing gift. Yeah. For, like an Xbox fan in your life. I'll meet you halfway, because 50 bucks, I'd be concerned that it's a little, you know, poorly made. Maybe, like... You don't think it's going to be poorly made, bud. <laughs> this thing's going to be a piece of shit. Yeah, Novelty. Right. right. It's going to be really fun for a couple weeks, and then it's going to break. Someone's going to try to trade it in at GameStop for actual money. Like, oh, no, it's an Xbox. It, look at it. See? Why won't it turn on? Where's the... Oh, why is it cold? It's icebox. Oh, oh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I fooled you. Yoink. Um, yeah, so that was that was the fun thing they had. Uh, they showed a, a lot of trailers, but the, the, the thing throughout the trailers was every single one of them, basically. It was like, hey, day one, it's going to be on Game Pass. So as we've said many, many times yep. here before, Game Pass is the best deal going in gaming right now, and that is undeniable. That has been your motto for quite some time now. Yeah. Even before I was using Game Pass, you were like, it's the best deal in gaming. It's the best. And I'm like, okay, 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 whatever. And I wasn't, I I have an Xbox One. Uh, I got it to game with my brother, really. That was like the main thing. Yeah. And I just barely use it. I played a, I've played a couple games on it, enjoyed. And I have now really been converted to Xbox because of this Game, like Game Pass has sold me on this, um, and I was just gonna get the S, like upgrade to the S, um, but you know, looking at like the graphics differences and stuff like that, I think just waiting and getting, especially since they're gonna give me like a hundred bucks straight in for my my Xbox One, I'm like, all right, maybe I'll just go ahead and get <laughs> get the yeah. more expensive one, I mean, wait like, on it. Like, if hard decisions need to be made. And it's like there's something you really got to play. I, I totally see going with the S. But for the longevity of the system yeah, and making definitely. sure you have the best experience and it's, I don't want to say future-proof because nothing is. But, right. you know, you're bringing all your games with you from Xbox One to yeah. now. Or rather, the first day. See, it, that's, that's the one sucky thing about the Xbox is it's like, how do you reference them? The first Xbox... Yeah. All the way up until this this uh, current generation. Um, yeah, I, got... I just really thought if I was going to get a next gen system, I was going to get PlayStation. Yeah. But you know, especially for that money, for like because the Xbox Series X is the same as the PlayStation. Basically, yeah, yeah. They're both like five hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And just the value. Yeah, spending money like that. I just that's another problem that I fucking have. That like even the three hundred dollar one, I'm like, oh. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. You know, yeah. especially it's something like, will I be using this frequently enough to validate this purchase? And I, I know mean, it's yeah. gonna be a few months for me before I do it anyway. So like, I might I might back out. But if I do it, I think that Game Pass has sold me on Xbox. Yeah, I mean it's great. I haven't really purchased many games. For the yeah. uh, for the Series X because of Game Pass, everything I want to play is basically on there. And by the yeah. time I get tired with the thing I'm playing, they release a whole new batch of things. So same yeah. and like it includes online and you know gold all like all of that is in there. Right. So right. You know that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, a little bit more info. There was no word about the next Nintendo Switch that they've been uh, hinting at right. for the past few months. You know, rumors had it for the for the past. That's where your your actual dread is coming from. Like, that's that's the real source of sadness and dread is that you didn't get a new that's what Nintendo announcement. That's what it is right there. Yeah. yeah. That's all I wanted for my birthday was that uh, Super Nintendo Switch, I've been calling it. But no, no, we have been disappointed. Uh, <laughs> what? But you know Shit. what? They did come through with a slew of announcements uh, during the Nintendo press conference that I was surprised by. Uh, they they went back and got several franchises back in the mix. WarioWare, which I mean, okay, what is that? Yeah. I I you messaged me that when the thing was happening. Yeah. And you told me that was, a th- and I was like, I don't know what that is. So, <laughs> I'm afraid. To ask. <laughs> what? <laughs> have you okay? Uh, have you played any of the Rhythm Heaven games on Nintendo DS or GDS? I do not know what that is. Okay, perfect. Is it like the Rhythm Method? I think that's why I'm alive. <laughs> So, WarioWare is basically a collection of mini-games. Uh, you know, it's, it's all based around this story that Wario is a game designer or something like that, and he makes all these little games for you to play, uh, you know, to either frustrate you or entertain you, depending on which version it is. But it's always been revolutionary um, with the system that it's released on. Like, uh, you know, with the 3DS, it would allow you to use the touchscreen controls, that sort of thing. Just showing off the Nintendo hardware, as well as, you know, hopefully giving you a fun time. But it's been so long since we had a Wario game. And these these uh, these games are so fast-paced and just funny and uh, contain so much variety of, of content. It's always just, it's a fun, it's a fun pastime. You know, it's a classic Nintendo fun experience. So it's I, like mini games. Yeah, exactly. But they're okay, literally cool. like five seconds long. It's just it's chock full of them. It, I've said oh, I've said great. fun too much, so I'm gonna retire that for now. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I get it. Like, okay, that's yeah. interesting. I'm actually looking. What is it called again? WarioWare. Get it together. That's the new one. I'm just looking at like images. Yeah, and you can see like that distinct oh, art okay. style has stuck with Wario, yeah. like, in Smash Brothers and stuff like that. Because people yeah. really, you know, they have fond memories of that that particular game. Uh, Advanced cool. Wars, it's a classic um, Game Boy Advanced title from way back. They're redoing the first and second one. Cruisin' USA is making a return. That game in the corner at Pizza Hut where you would sit in the, in the car seat and, and drive <laughs> across the desert, it's back. But... It's, you know, of course, updated for present day. The biggest surprise, though, was because they've been they've been teasing Metroid Prime 4 for quite some time, which is a spinoff of the mainline Metroid series. So one of the uh, one of the uh, reps at Nintendo got on screen and, uh, you know, he apologized, like said, hey, it's taking longer than we thought, but we have something to tide you over. And it's Metroid 5 is a mainline 2D side-scroller, Metroid game. This is exactly what I was hoping for in my wildest dreams. I'm so glad Metroid is back. It's called Metroid Dread, and it's going to be out, like, October, I believe, or August. Nice. Yeah, sometime between August and October. Yeah. Is that the Pepsi thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gave gave Samus new armor. It has nothing to do with Pepsi. That was a Photoshop idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, but she okay. has like red, silver, and blue armor, and it looks it, like she's like a Pepsi that. can. That's all. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Breath of the Wild, unfortunately, so, has been delayed until 2022. I know you were looking forward to that. As long as it's still in the system, I mean. I understand. If anything, but that sucks, but you know. Yeah, they're gonna do a Twilight Princess and release it on like Switch and whatever the next system is. That's fine. Yeah. As long as I get it on this system and not, I don't have to buy a new system for the sequel to this game that I love so much. Mm-hmm. I'll be okay. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Like what they've shown, because they, they did put out a little bit of, uh, of a teaser for it. It looks very interesting. So. I didn't watch that. Oh. I did not know they did that. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Breath of the Wild 2. Other than that, okay. they once again said the uh, Black Panther DLC is coming to the Avengers game. Oh, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy game coming from IDOS. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it looks good. It looks entertaining. Um, they spent about 20 minutes on it during the Square Enix uh, press conference, so they're very big on it. Basically, wow. you are Peter Quill the entire time, and you control the Guardians like they're your squad. You give them commands just like you know he would in the movie. And uh, the character designs look phenomenal. Like it looks somewhere between the movie designs and the comic, of course, because you know they couldn't get the likenesses of everyone, so there had to be some middle ground. Right. Okay, yeah, that that's interesting. So, okay, um, did you, <clears throat> um, how did you feel going away from it? Of course, my phone is updating our <laughs> document, so I can't, I can't access it. Um, how did you feel about like E3 overall? Were you happy or disappointed? I was surprised PlayStation didn't do anything. PlayStation's gonna have a conference later on this summer because they always do their uh, their summer of play thing, so. We're gonna we're gonna hear from them later on, and uh, hopefully that means we get news about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Two, God of War, but yeah. um, God of War has been confirmed and been delayed until next year as well. I mean, this is something that you know hopefully everybody expected to happen. Right, because of COVID, everything's gonna be pushed back. Exactly, and you know there's plenty of stuff out there to keep us occupied. In the meantime, it's just a matter of you know. Uh, not running out and get the newest, latest, best, <laughs> and, and making your games last, I guess, or, or maybe even you know, losing an old fa- favorite. You know, yeah. That's the uh, like that's the nice part about waiting on the system and why I'm fine with it. I'm like, okay, I'll get some graphics upgrades, but on on present games, but like, there's nothing that I need right now. You know, yeah, to exactly. get into the system. So I'm like, I can wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at games I didn't finish right now that can keep me occupied in the main time. I never, I never finished uh, Spider-Man: Web of Shadow. I never finished uh, what is this? Resistance Three on the PS3. I never finished that. Oh game. yeah. I was big I, on those. I never played one game that I I do want to get into is God of War. Like yeah. I never played that on the the PS4. Mm. That's on my list of like I need to revisit. I didn't finish Ghosts of Tsushima. Tashima either okay. like the storyline yeah yeah that's worth it i think that's uh that's worth yeah getting back into. oh i i'm sure it is i just like i can't remember why i just fell off yeah well i know with a lot of games even those triple a games sometimes you, you you get it and it's like the storyline's just okay and the uh the mechanics are fun for a while but 
you know, after a couple of days, you're like, all right, I see how this is going. Oh, um, mm-hmm. good job. I'll do something else now. You know, I totally understand that. But yeah, no, the, yeah. the story beats in Ghost of Tsushima, I think, are, are well worth uh, sticking around for. So yeah, that was yeah, in three. Quite a bit of it. I just didn't beat the main story. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what what happened where like I fell off of it. I, I mean, I just wasn't gaming for a little while. I go through phases. So. Yeah. Well, neither me nor probably 75% of Skyrim gamers are going to shame you for not finishing it. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, out of everybody that says they love Skyrim, I rarely encounter people that say they finished the mainline quest. They're like, oh, how did that end again? I guess I didn't finish it. Yeah, you didn't. It it I didn't finish it until like five years after getting the game. So I totally, totally understand. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Right. Gaming takes so much time. You know? It's true. It's true. So, I can see why people don't finish games. Yeah, especially if it feels like a commitment. You know? Because yeah. that's that goes against the whole idea of why you're playing in the first and place. And the problem is if you drop it for a little while and come back to it, you have to relearn the controls. Oh, and yeah. It's like, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing worse than picking up a game that has great controls after playing one that was kind of clunky. Going back to the clunky one and just completely being disenfranchised with it. Like, I'm yeah. fighting against these controls as well as fighting against these enemies. Is it worth it? I don't know. Right, right. You're just like, fuck this and right. leave it. Yep. <laughs> All right. I think it's high time for a benefit update. Oh, my God. Guys, we are completely shifting gears from video games to Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Here we go. We have the first pictures, guys, of them kissing. What? I will say, it looks staged, but <laughs> I, I mean, they're all over each other. We we knew that they were together, but we did like we hadn't seen PDA pictures. They look like they're so into each other. They're very in it. Yeah. They both look happy as fuck too. Well, check it out. They're at Nobu. It's a, a Malibu restaurant, and it's okay. the place, one of the places to be seen as of late uh, for, for Hollywood people. The picture, as you said, it's a little bit too perfect because it's just framed so well, you know? Yeah. It's got, like, topiary, and and they're all in the center. Her head is tilted just right. Everything looks perfect. It's almost in 4K, but it's a little grainy. Right, but at a certain, like, you're eating outside at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to get a picture. And how many of these guys took hundreds of pictures and it didn't work? You know, they had a bad angle. Wait a minute. Whatever. Let's, let's just say Batman. Batman was eating out. I, I thought he didn't do that. Oh, my oh. God. I'm not, I'm not yeah. getting into this Twitter. I don't understand what the fuck happened to Twitter. No. I came back in. Everything was burning and I left. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you guys? No, we're not, um, not going to do that. Moving on. No, moving on. So... I'm I am still in this relationship in Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I need a life for myself. I need a girlfriend to not be as invested in this fucking celebrity couple. But that is not the reality right now. The reality right now is I'm very invested in Benifer. Look, if so, you weren't invested, if you weren't heavily um, invested in them, paid six wouldn't exist. You know, it's just we love to see. This is happy. the best. This is the best celebrity gossip in years. Yeah. This is the best thing to happen to, like, 
celebrity gossip nerds in a while. I would argue. I love. The I don't fact know. That... I don't. I never know what like. I don't know what the like the bullshit behind Olivia Rodrigo's album or like I don't know half <laughs> this stuff, but this one I'm like I know right. the history because I, I was a uh, tween. I love yeah. the fact that we have like okay, so you know the link that you put in there. So at the very top of the article, there's a video. I immediately stopped that because I, you know it's it's just aggressively just flashes, but whatever. And then right. you scroll down, you get the perfect picture. You scroll picture. further down, an even closer up picture. Uh huh. <laughs> with and a there's gallery. Also, like awkward eating pictures and stuff. Like you're eating fo- like he- like I'm eating sushi or I don't know whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they like it is a hundred percent on. They can't claim that they're just friends anymore because they're making out openly. Man, good for them. There was also a picture of her wearing one of his shirts. Like, uh, what's it called? Um, was it a Boston flan- game shirt? shirt? No, oh, no, 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 it was like flannel. okay, cool. In true girl fashion, like <laughs> wearing my boyfriend's shirt, oversized flannel, you know. Yeah, good to see him happy. Good to see yeah. both of them happy. You know, they do both look really happy. Right. right. So, guys, I'm so on board. I'm so excited about this. Why am I excited? I'm depressed. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So, yeah, I mean, it's not often you get a second chance like that. So that's, that's kind of neat. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, there's something sweet about the story of this. Uh, and if it is fake, that will be interesting because it'll blow up. Oh you shit! Know. Yeah. If it's fake, it'll it'll come out. You can't fake things for that long, like you know. That'll be fun. Right. See what happens. So I actually have. Hey, we're in for a show, guys. Yeah, it's you know we've we've not seen the last of this, but right now this is I'd say the end of Act One. So you know we'll we'll keep you posted as we hear more. So. Something we haven't done in a long time. Something that we used to be all about at the beginning of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. Mm. Comic books. I've been reading comics. And it feels good. It feels good to get back into the world of comics. And I I have to thank uh, our friend uh, Kelsey because she actually encouraged us to get back in, into the uh, into the pastime of reading comic books because it's it's nice to kind of just step out of reality for a minute. So I've been reading Something is Killing the Children. It's it's a uh, a series created by uh, James Tinian the uh, Fourth, and it's uh, it's from Boom Studios. Basically, it's um it started out as like a five issue limited series, but it caught on and it became like a, a full series just based on the uh, the encouragement of retailers and fans. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically just one of those uh, missing children type of stories. Uh, however, it takes a dark turn, as, as all comic books do, and we find out that, in fact, something is killing the children, and it's uh, maybe not of this world. We don't know. I'm going to let the story Man. unfold as you read it, but the artwork is crisp. The story is well-paced and well-told. James Tinian, you may know from uh, his work at DC, he, he writes uh, for, for the Batman titles quite a bit. But, um, you know, he's a, he's a good writer. I really enjoy his work, and this is just uh, more of what you've come to expect from him. So I highly recommend Something is Killing the Children. Uh, I was able to pick up the first volume on Hoopla. 
supporting my local library and all that. So nice. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, if like, it's available in Hoopla, it's much more appealing to me. There you go. You know, we've talked about that. <laughs> so I think um, the there's three volumes out right now. They're all on Hoopla. Uh, for those that want to check that out. Uh, something else I've been reading, and I don't know if this is available collected yet, but surprisingly, um, the Black Widow comic that began in 2020, it's on the seventh issue right now, but I got to give it up to that creative team. Those first five issues are just fucking amazing. Like I put it up there with, uh, the Hawkeye book, you know, from way really? back. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I Ow. I didn't foresee myself enjoying a Black Widow comic like this. Not because like, oh yeah, you know, girls are, but because you're sexist. Yeah, obviously, absolutely that. But aside from that, I've just never really been into the character. Like, she's always been a a, a co-star. You know, she's always been like, oh cool, she showed up in this person's book. You know, she's about to no, go same. down. Yeah, yeah. But this is written by Kelly Thompson and. um Adam Hughes is doing the covers. Adam Hughes is on fire with the covers. Like, what caught my eye the most, what really made me get into this, is I saw the cover for issue number five. And I'm, it, I'm looking at the, like, the volumes right now. Yeah. 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 Like, issue five's cover is just so incredible. <laughs> and I just, I had to, I had to read the story. I'm like, I gotta see what, what this is all about. But yeah, just like the angles and everything, it, it, it reminds me of, um, the old uh, Nick Fury books from back in the day, you know, she's you hmm. know, of course still very much a secret agent, but we, we encounter her during a time in her life where things are a little bit different. And it, it, we as the reader are going along for the ride. And I love that because we don't know how it's going to turn out. Uh, the characters who are familiar to me and unfamiliar. It's so good guys. You got to check it out. Let me know what you think. Cause I am, I'm it really looks like she it. wrote some Hawkeye Kate Bishop as well. She did. <laughs> that that writer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm. I just added that because that sounds interesting. Um, I haven't been reading comics really either. I was watching or watching. Um, because I was watching Invincible, I was reading the Invincible comics. But like, I've read up to a certain point, so I just lost interest. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, that, that book, I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Invincible uh, during uh, the initial run. However, you know, I feel that not only has Robert Kirkman's writing style evolved since then, but comics in general have really come a long way where they understand that a, a, a story must be told um, deliberately. You know, right. I mean, of course, they're, they're great books that have one-off issues and stuff like that, but... Uh, with a lot of Kirkman's early writing between Invincible and Walking Dead, I really got the impression he was like, all right, let's see what type of uh, progress we can make this month. You know, he's got, like, ideas. He's planning scenes for stuff that will yeah. come into play later. But in the meantime, he's like, all right, I got to get from point A to point B. Let's just uh, keep on rolling. Let's see who, he, who he's fighting. Let's see what power he figures out. But, yeah, Black Widow, though. I'm looking at issue number four. And I will... Yeah, there's an homage to a, another book that I enjoy, but I won't mention it because it's almost a spoiler. So come back <laughs> okay. to me on that. I know that sounded so vague, and I'm so sorry. But no, yeah. it's okay. I'll I'll add it and I'll yeah. get to it eventually. Yeah, for okay. sure, for sure. Yeah. So that's that's my comic minute right there. Uh, Action. No, it's good. Keep making suggestions, people. 
want to hear about. Right on. So I dig it. I think you will too. Um, yeah. <laughs> something that struck my eye this week. Uh, I saw a funny article in AV Club. And it's almost wall of weird, but I mean, it's very much a reality uh, for these people. It's Romania asked Peter Falk to help prevent an uprising after the country ran out of Columbo episodes. So do you, <laughs> has there ever been a time in your life where you've been a viewer of Columbo? No. Okay. Never. I, I've probably seen clips of it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Where it's just like I'm flipping through channels and I see right. this disheveled man in a trench coat about to solve a mystery and I just stick around long enough to see where he's going because he's, you know, Peter Falk is a, is a captivating dude, you know? I'll give him that. He, right. he really knows how to how to act and just pull you in. So credit to him. And obviously, he did it so well for so many years that this show just kept going and it wouldn't stop. But Romania apparently had issue <laughs> when they caught up with Columbo and discovered there were no new episodes. So what did they do? They had to get Peter Falk himself to come and let the people know that there what was... What year was this? Yeah, this was... I'm, I'm just kind of glossing over it here. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay, so, yeah. Um, Columbo's reach even stretched to other countries. The people of Romania, for example, were huge fans. So much so that in 1974, when the Columbo episodes for that season ran out, the populace protested, and the Romanian government reached out to Falk himself to try to stem the uprising. This week, wow. Twitter, someone on Twitter dug up a 1989 Chicago Tribune article relaying the incident. Many on Reddit, of course, have called bullshit because that's what Reddit does. But right. Falk told the story himself in his memoir and also during a 1995 David Letterman appearance. Wow. So, yeah, it's very real. Um, he said the confusion, as Falk explains, came from the fact that the Romanian government had a quota on how much American television could be viewed in the country. <laughs> okay. With Colombo averaging less than 10 shows per season, the people of Romania were convinced that the government was keeping more episodes from them, stoking fears of a massive protest. So, yeah, they even have a statue of Peter Falk as Colombo, apparently, in Romania. What? That's how big of fans they are. I kind of love that. That's weird. It's like how Germany is obsessed with David Hasselhoff. Yeah, and France is obsessed with uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, just... Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, some of our stars, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how our culture, or any culture, can, like, be really influential in weird ways like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mm -hmm. wonder what... what that, feel, that does feel like a wall of weird story to me, I think. Yeah. It's not recent, but it's, like, digging up... The, that's, that's weird, man. <laughs> like, a, a television star ha of a, a, a hit show actor of a hit show has to prevent an uprising yes <laughs> because of the show that's could, weird could you imagine if they were really into the a-team and like mr t had to go over there and like i pity the fools in romania i just you know what i want to see i want to see a country really obsessed with the big bang theory and then they have to send fucking sheldon to like <laughs> Czechoslovakia, I don't know where the fuck. And then it's like, yeah, let's 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 take weird current shows and do that. This could have been a great episode late in the series for Family Matters, 
where like Urkel became like an international celebrity or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had to go overseas as Steve Urkel. Oh man, that would have been dope. That would have been dope. But no, he can't. That would have been so weird. Right. No, he can't go with Steve Urkel because he just took the Stefan potion. So, oh no, what's he going to do? Now Stefan has to act like Urkel and hilarity ensues. Dude, I really hate that show. I know this is a controversial thing. We've talked about this. And Dee thinks I'm messed up for that, but I do not like that show. Wait, why? Why in particular? Just to refresh you our You literally memories. just described it. Like, he's fucking Stefan, and, and he's so annoying. Like, I can't get over it. Yeah, he did steal that show. And it's unfortunate because it was a good spinoff of, of Perfect Strangers initially. Yeah. But then they bought him in as a as a uh, annoying neighbor, and he just. Could you imagine if Full House had become about Kimmy Gibbler, like that's, in the third season? That's the thing. That's the thing. I can't stand Kimmy Gibbler e- or whatever her name is either. Mm-hmm. I can't stand her when like they used her on that show just enough though, and it right. was okay. Right. You're not supposed to like her. With Urkel, he became the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was too crazy. Much. It was way too much. But yeah, the Stefan stuff was crazy. The robot Urkel, like, come on. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. He made a robot yep. of himself. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, this is great. This is sitcom greatness. No! Fuck off. Clarissa explains it all, starring, what was his name? Fer- Fergal? Ferguson? Her little brother? Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, fucking Ferguson. <laughs> Keep him to a minimum. <laughs> I mean, I could see if it spun off into Sam, the dude who climbed up on the ladder and had that mm-hmm. cool guitar riff every every time he came in the room. But right. No. Or Hooch from Scrubs. It's just about Hooch now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you watching Scrubs now? Because you're making a lot of Scrubs references. We turned it on for a little bit during work because, you know, we just needed yep. something to fill the, the I was silence. Say, I yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. I figured because I was talking about it and then you started making references. I was like, are they watching Scrubs? Yeah. yeah. Now, now we need to go back and, and do a whole rewatch. But yeah, that it was funny because we saw the entire arc of Aziz Ansari's character on the show during our short um, little mini marathon today. It was like maybe three episodes that he was on. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Like, hey, he's there. Oh, he's on here again causing mischief. And he got fired. Okay, the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The self-referential moments are the best. He goes, yeah, know. you know, every time somebody leaves a room, it goes, wow. Imagine. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I hear this little song. This is how I think it goes in my head. I'm like, wait. And just the way he's looking at him, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That in the episode where um, he's not, he's not at work for the entire time. And so finally, Elliot calls him at the end. And he's on speakerphone doing his episode wrap-up monologue. Mm-hmm. Just on speakerphone. It's, it's just, it's, yeah. They really knew what they were doing with that. Yeah. <laughs> until. Until. <laughs> yeah, the last season. And, you know, you can see some flaws in the, that eighth season as well. Yeah. Like, Carla's not on it as much. I think she was only, like, a guest star. Right. right. So they started to miss some things at the very end there. Mm-hmm. You need that whole cast together. Definitely. I mean, that's that's why they didn't let the uh, the the head of the hospital like when well, he resigned, but he was still like on every episode. Basically, right. it's kind of great. But right. I think the end of season eight to me was just so perfect. It was. It was going to yeah. be an uphill battle, even if season nine was an okay follow up. 
like season eight just ended on such a good note with him just walking out. I was like, man, it was, I think it's one of the best finales. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, for a show that took itself half seriously, you know, it, it did a good job of balancing that out even up until the end. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, where we went with that from Colombo. So, <laughs> uh-uh. how did we get there? Uh-huh. How did we get there? Anyway, we got a little wall away for you guys. And yes, the Peter Falk thing was out there. Yes, I, I freely admit that. But what I'm about to read to you, who? It can go nowhere else but the wall of weird. Okay, I'm ready. I mean, even from the innuendo. So okay, this is from the Cape Cod Times. The headline reads, I was completely inside. Lobster divers swallowed by humpback whale off Provincetown. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. What? How did, okay. Sorry. I want to know how you got out. I want, I want, I want. (laughs) A little before 8 a.m. Friday, veteran lobster diver Michael Packard entered the water for his second dive of the day. His vessel, the John Jay, apparently, was off Herring Cove Beach and surrounded by a fleet of boats catching striped bass. The water temperature was a balmy 60 degrees and visibility about 20 feet. Okay, Ryder, we, we get it. You're, you're paying the scene. Yeah. Let's get to the to the meat of the subject here. Yeah, you know shit about boats and water. Cool. <laughs> cool. In something truly biblical, Packard was swallowed whole by a humpback whale. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely black. Packard recalled Friday afternoon following his release from Cape Cod Hospital. I could sense I was moving, and I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth, he said. Oh, that is freaky. Sperm whale swallows the again. Initially, Packard thought he was inside a great white shark, but he couldn't feel any teeth, and he hadn't suffered any obvious wounds. It quickly dawned on him that he had been swallowed whole by a whale. How did he get out? We're going to find out. Outfitted with scuba gear, he struggled and the whale began shaking its head so that Packard could tell he didn't like it. He estimated he was in the whale for 30 to 40 seconds before the whale finally surfaced. I saw light and he started throwing his head side to side. And the next thing I knew, I was outside in the water, said Packard, who lives in Whale Fleet. So how he escaped? He was nasty. He did not taste delicious to the whale. This guy's faking it. I don't believe him. (laughs) I don't know if I believe him. No one saw it. Packard's sister, Cynthia Packard, spoke with crewman Josiah Mayo, who relayed some of the details to her. Packard said Mayo saw the whale burst to the surface and that he initially thought it was a great white shark. There was all this action at the top of the water. Uh, Then the whale flung her brother back into the sea. Mayo picked him up called by radio to shore and sped back to Provincetown Pier. Okay. So somebody saw it. Okay, so someone did see it. And, okay, I thought he was just like, hey, I was swallowed by a whale. And we're like, buddy, you're drunk again. I'm like, <laughs> he's the town, the town loony that's like, guys, guess what happened to me? And they're like, oh, fuck, I don't know what happened to you today, but what happened? Okay, tell us, you know? That's what I was thinking this was. Yeah, he must have tasted, like, all the metal and stuff on his, like, fishing gear and was like, oh, hey, this ain't right. This ain't a fish. the whale was like, I'm going to choke on this. This is too big of a bite. I tried. This is too much. I'm full. Michael Packard is a smart guy and an exceptional diver, Stormy Mayo said. 
For that to happen to him, you can be sure he did everything he was supposed to do. Packard was released from Cape Cod Hospital Friday afternoon. It sounds like he didn't do what he was supposed to do. It sounds like he got lucky and the whale spit him out. <laughs> You're acting like he fucking cut himself out of the whale. He was just like, I was in the dark and then I wasn't. Right, right. Like it was a cover of like a Boy's Life magazine or something. And you just see him fighting like a mutant whale or something. Nope, he just was nasty. Right, like he's halfway in the whale's mouth and is like, go for the eyes. Like, No. But I just thought this was phenomenal. Somebody surviving this type of thing with such little damage that he was allowed to leave the hospital on his own volition the same day. Like, I'm very curious as to how has this uh, like how is this a thing that happens? I don't know. Like it must be right. I mean, whales gotta eat. Let's Google. <laughs> Dude, people get swallowed by whales. The only other known scenario was Geppetto. <laughs> and his son Pinocchio, who both survived. This feels like a very weird thing to Google. Cape Cod, boy. Wow. Gotta watch out for them whales. James Bartley. Central figure of a 19th century story of a man who was swallowed whole by a sperm whale. This is an old story, I guess. Yeah. Um,. But this one, this one is fairly recent. No one's going to believe it. No, no, no. I feel like that's an old, old story. Yeah. Yeah, the one we were just talking about with uh, the lobster guy was <laughs> just from June 11th. My goodness. Of all the things, getting swallowed by a whale. geographic. Yeah, it says, despite occasional reports of whales scooping people into their mouths, it's incredibly rare. Mm. And all, uh, and but for all but one species, swallowing a human is physically impossible. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, this story, this is National Geographic responding to this story, and what they're talking about is, like, okay, he would have gone in there, but it wouldn't have swallowed him. Like, it would have just been, what? I have to sign up to read the article. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Basically, yeah, humpback whales, they don't like food to be that large. so Right. It's not going to actually swallow him whole. Wait, is that a picture? Oh, no. I was spat out by a whale. Oh, my God. It has happened. It has happened. This is March of 2019, and there is a picture of a man in half inside a whale. Oh, no. I'm being tossed. <gasps> yep. <laughs> How do I? I gotta open Gmail and send this to you. <laughs> get, get to Hangouts or whatever. Yeah. Holy shit! So it happens. It happens from time to time. Like you said, very rarely, but it does happen from time to time. <laughs> Hold on. Before we end this episode, I'm I'm loading up Hangouts so that I can send this to you. Okay. I'm on the wrong account. God damn it. Oh, no. I have too many Gmail accounts. Okay. Snapped. All right. How do I send this one picture? Guys, I'm so old now. What? <laughs> Are you leaned in all close to the monitor? Is that is that what's going on? Meanwhile, I'm- shout out shout out to our listeners in the UK. We've seen a huge uptick of listeners in the UK over the past month, so... That's because of Cape Side Chats. That's because of you and Cape Side Side Chats. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Look at uh, me. look at that picture I just sent you. Okay. Look at that. Look at that wheel man. What do we got here? What do we got here? Look, look, oh, look, yeah, look. that's a dude, all right. That's a dude in a oh, whale. Oh man. Yeah. That's a dude in a whale. So I mean, the whale is ginormous. From this angle, though. Yes. It looks like, yeah, if the dude really had to get out by force, he could, but that whale ain't having it. Because this man is much larger than the type of fish you see being strained into the whale's mouth. Usually, uh, yep. the whale just knew, like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't right. We need to get this dude yeah. out of here. Yeah, he just scooped him up and then was like, this is wrong, and then just, like, threw him out. <laughs> yeah, he's got more sense than a lot of people do, and definitely more than pelicans do. I've seen the pelican try to eat a pigeon before. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> Yeah, they don't seem very bright. No, it's like, yeah, it's there. Just looking at these pictures of the inside of a whale's mouth yeah. is disturbing. Nature There's is something wild. about it. You know how, like, when you see the things that have holes in it and it, like, certain people, it freaks them out? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, the same thing, like, if you look inside of, like, a penguin's mouth or something like that, it's just Yeah. Wild. Penguins are cute outside, and then you look at them, like, they're, like, inside their mouth or whatever, and you're like, you're a fucking monster. Yes. It's like, I used to like sloths, and then I saw videos of them moving, and I was like, oh, I don't fucking like you anymore. This is weird. Something's wrong. They look weird. is scary. Yeah, and there's something, if you ever watch videos of a sloth, like, moving, not just, like, crawling on a tree and being happy, but, like, on the ground moving, you're like, that ain't right. Something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. weird. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, guys, look up, uh, you can look up pictures of people being swallowed by whales, and it looks very weird. It's out there. So, yeah, that's our wall of weird. Thank you, folks, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We did all the plugs at the beginning, so hopefully you folks have a lot of things to keep you occupied in between now and when we drop our next episode next week. Uh, thanks. Uh, you can find us at Lex and Matt across social media. Of course, uh, if those suggestions weren't enough for you, you can always join Patreon. Kick us yes. a couple bucks, join the Discord chat, and listen to mini-sodes and all kind of fun things for you to do. There's no, like, connect the dots, but we're working on that, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Oh. Hey. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that, but I'm on board. Yeah, it's patreon.com slash Lex and Matt to support the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. Then we got stickers and stuff, too, guys. We got merch. That's right. We got yeah. pins. Pins. Not pins. 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 That's right. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Bye.